Welcome to part two of this feature on clean tech issues. Our guest again is Eric Rossidi, a partner with the law firm Finnegan. Mr. Rossidi chairs the firm's alternative energy practice. He works with startup and established companies to develop comprehensive and sophisticated patent strategies. Eric, thanks again for joining us. Thanks a lot, John. Nice to be here. Can you describe the role of intellectual property in alternative energy and green technology? Yeah, sure. It's not a whole lot different than in other technological areas. You have four, I think, major outbreaks, copyright, trademark, patent, and trade secret. And essentially, each of these form different ways of creating an economic advantage for a company, what uh, Warren Buffett might call an economic moat. The patent end of the house is more directed toward exchanging full disclosure of, say, an invention, something that's a technological advancement for a limited-term monopoly. So you get 20 years from your date of your filing to protect your invention. And this is, I think, probably the most economically important in terms of uh, what you see on a company's balance sheet, especially earlier stage companies. But the other ones are also very important. Trademark helps to identify the products and services that a company has uh, amongst the market. So you can differentiate a Coke from a Pepsi, for example. And copyright, especially in green technology, when we start looking at the ways that all of these alternative energy technologies will get integrated in a smart grid. The software component is going to be very important. So the copyright that attaches to ideas that are placed into fixed form, such as copyright code, uh, will become increasingly, I think, visible in this area. And then lastly, there's trade secret, which is a secret. So you don't get to see it at all, but it's very important to some companies. For example, companies that are finding ways to uh, refine dirty byproducts of mining, such as coal gas, into clean-burning natural gas. They do so with proprietary catalysts that are uh, trade secrets. Nobody knows what they are, and the whole value of their process is that they alone have the secret sauce. Can you provide some examples of different types of patent protections that might go into, say, something like alternative energy technologies? Well, a, a patent is really available for anything that the human mind touches, and there's there's definite you know, legal limits to how far it can go. But in the simplest terms, we'll say that you could have a patent, if you were, say, uh, in the business of doing photo cells, you could have a patent to the apparatus uh, or the actual physical things that you could touch, like the photo cell itself, the, the box that the photo cell goes in, mounting hardware, control electronics, interfaces, uh, and then as you get closer to the grid, the metering, then all the way to the distribution system and the grid itself. Those are physical things. But you can also patent the methods say, of making your apparatus. In the case of a photocell, you have the different uh, techniques that were refined from, like, say, semiconductor manufacturing or lithography. The installation of these modules into a, a solar farm, connecting them to the grid, how you're going to generate the power and then using them. And then you have the composition of the semiconductor crystal and photosensitive materials, all the way to sealants and coatings and adhesives that work extra well in this context. And don't even forget the organisms, such as, say, specialized microorganisms that could digest garbage into uh, you know, alcohol that could feed a specialized fuel cell. So it goes all the way down uh, the chain in terms of patenting. Anything that the human mind makes or changes in the environment to come up with something new is probably available for patenting. What are some of the ways that companies can protect the IP for their clean technology investments and patents? And considering all of that, does strong protection limit innovation in any way? 
I think it all boils down to best practices, and that would be true for any company. And that's you know maintain your confidentiality when talking about your technology, and make sure that you're documenting your innovation, and have a patent committee established early, and try to file your patents that you've identified for filing as soon as possible. Because in the competitive environment, an earlier date of filing is is always preferable, as long as your invention is is more or less in completed form and ready for filing. Now, I, I think it's probably more of a common misconception that a patent might stifle innovation because in exchange for a patent, there's full disclosure to the public. So one of the ways that patents encourage innovation is that once that patent publishes, and we publish our applications at 18 months in the U.S., as well as the rest of the world, actually, there's an opportunity for the world to take heed of what's in that disclosure and attempt to design around it. So that actually causes a perfusion of technological advance rather than a hindrance of it. In addition, many companies don't understand that the United States patent database provides the rest of the world with a great wealth of technical information and that as industry in the U.S. and in the developed world becomes more successful, imitating industries pop up around the world. So I think as we see household-scale photovoltaic systems with low-power LED lighting getting accepted in the U.S., you'll see probably that technology replicated at other places in the world at a much lower cost, and that would find its way into underserved areas in the developing world. So I think all of this actually, in the end, helps humanity rather than holding it, ba- rather than holding it back. Are there any uh, cases now, Eric, involving clean tech patent infringement? Yes, there are. Um, I believe you did a podcast with my, my partner, Roger Taylor, about the uh, windmill case, about the wind turbines, and that's that's being watched very carefully these days. There's also some suits that have popped up in other areas involving clean technology, but the best data that we have so far shows that patents in the green tech area are being litigated at only about 20% the rate that patents are being litigated over the broader economy. And the reason for that, I think, is probably likely just part of where the technologies are in the business cycle and you know the real retreat from the you know economic context in which these companies are operating since the collapse in oil prices at the uh, end of last October November so those things being considered my prediction is that as the uh, energy picture changes and prices rebound you'll see different economies that will drive probably more litigation. Our guest has been attorney Eric Rossetti from Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. To listen to the other podcasts in this series and for additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan. Mm-hmm.